What's going on, JetCast Nation? As always, I'm Pat. That's Ray. And we're going to wrap up the preseason here today with you. Um, we finished up our last game against the Giants, and we got through it. Aaron Rodgers did did not get hurt. I called it. He played two series, and he was out. I'm very happy with it. We had a stupid penalty on the first series that kind of uh, derailed it. And then the second series came out and we had, you know, Aaron was Aaron. You know, it's, it is very weird as a Jeff fan to actually see competent quarterback play. It was very, very weird to watch. Um, and I got to say, he looks good in eight. I didn't, I thought it was going to look a little funky, but you know, it looks good on him, you know? So, um, I don't really have much more to add than as far as Aaron goes. I'm happy he didn't get hurt. I think he played fantastic. I didn't really think he needed to play, but if this is what he needs to get a quick quick, uh, start to the season, I'm I'm happy about it. What what are your final thoughts on on that, Ray? Yeah, I think he looked fine. I look at the first series, though. He did miss a couple of passes that he had uh, guys wide open a little bit. You know, he's not immune from scrutiny here, but he's getting the hang of the offense with these new guys. So that's why I'm glad that they came out today and they actually played. Um, you know, if we look on the other side of the ball, I think someone who is really caught our eye this preseason is Jermaine Johnson. He seems to be all yep. over the place. Yep. You know, the giants like Pratt. They like him. A lot of other teams liked him. Some Jeff fans years ago when he was available, wanted him. So the fact that he was blowing around him nonstop, Bryce Huff had, looks like he's got a sack every single game in the preseason. So those pass rushers that we have are full go. And it's really interesting. I think there's a potential chance that Lawson starts the season and he's not healthy. So if that ends up being the case, I could see Jermaine Johnson possibly filling in that role right away as he was playing with the ones today, and he was playing pretty well. You know, he looks like he definitely bulked up. He's solid against the run game. And, of course, our, our secondary was dominant as always. Everybody's going, oh, well, look at Sauce Gardner. He got burnt on that one play. First of all, if you watch football, you know that was zone coverage right there, and the safety actually was late. So, you know, it was an incomplete pass. Sauce looks like he was playing a... Uh, child's game out there. He was all over the place. It looked really good. We got to keep in mind it was our ones going against their twos. So, you know, how much stock you're going to put into that? Looks like Gibson was playing really well today. I think he solidified himself on this roster. And I actually think Bam Knight's going to be one of those, ca- uh, you know, those ca- casualties. Some people are saying, well, you have Brees Hall coming off a torn ACL, so you're probably more likely to keep an extra back. But we are so thin at wide receiver. Everybody's holding their breath right now, praying to God that, you know, Michael Hardman is fine. I mean, he got the he got the jam finger. Looks like it might have been dislocated. Hopefully they'll be able to pop it back in place. But Corey Davis leaving, I know it's a point that we can get to, is a giant loss for us. And I don't want it to go understated. He was a clear number three receiver on this team that could easily step into a starting role as an X receiver for us. And we don't really have that. Now Lazard supposedly dealing with a shoulder injury, you know, whether or not it's going to affect him playing week one, it's, you know, you're going to have Garrett Wilson and a bunch of who's out there, which is not, you know, ideal. Maybe we'll see these tight ends start to set up. Maybe they'll play Conklin in the slot. There's so much stuff going through our head. And until it's verified by the team and verified by these cuts coming up, you know, it'll, it'll remain to be seen. But is there anybody that stuck out in the game for you? That you would like, and is there any player that you see not making this team that fans might, uh, you know, think that they're going to make the team and be, might be a surprise cut? I think Gibson doesn't make the team. 
Mm, okay. You think Brownlee is going to make the team? I think it's Malik Taylor and Brownlee. <clears throat> okay. So I think Malik Taylor's got the uh, inside track just having the familiarity with Rodgers. And I just think Brownlee's a better player, to be quite honest with you. Um, I know Gibson has, is good on special teams, but um, Nicole Hartman is is a really good um, special teams returner. So I don't I don't think I don't think it, Gibson make, makes the team. You think they're still going to use Nicole Hartman on special teams, knowing that Corey Davis is gone? So he's potentially your number three receiver right now, three or four receiver. Because if he goes down. We have Randall Cobb, 59-year-old Randall Cobb, for lack of a better term, taking significant snaps in this offense. I think I think, I think, think it really screwed us, and I think we're going to have to do the best with what we have, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, he's going to uh, Joe Douglas is going to have to scour all those cuts that are going to you know happen on Tuesday, I think it is, and, and some, he's going to bring somebody in. It, it, there's no way that um, you you don't try to bring somebody in to try and you know get on win a, win a roster right. spot. Um, I think you try and keep Gibson on the practice squad if you can. Um, and and I mean I guess it is a bit of a toss up I think between him and him and Brownlee. Um, but I think Brownlee just being a, a, a taller receiver just helps him in this scenario because we lost our tall big body guy. Um, you know, I, I, I think he dislocated the finger, Hardman. After I saw the play, he was hold, he, he he was holding it up, and you could see it was like it it wasn't in in the right spot. Um, luckily, he didn't seem like he was in pain. He just walked to the sideline. I'm sure they popped it back in, and he'll be fine. Um, Lazard, he was actually um, posting some videos on on the, I think it was the Jets page. I saw it on Twitter. Where he was on the sideline, um, you know, filming Rogers and and you know messing around on the sideline. So I think uh, Lazard's fine. Um, but um, what we got? We got two weeks until until week one, and you know you have time now for everybody to to rest up. Um, I think Bam Knight is going to be a, a, a casualty of the uh, uh, of the rosters roster here. Um, I think th- they're not cutting Izzy. I mean, it's it's obvious he's no they, there's no reason to. Um, they drafted him pretty high, not pretty high, but you know they drafted him at a decent spot, and he's played really well so far. So there's there's no need to to get rid of him. Um, so yeah, I think Bam Knight's going to be unfortunately the odd man out now with that crowded running back room. So. Um, did you see the way Beckham played it? Actually, if you watch Beckham, it's so funny. You see these smaller pass rushers that are yeah. 240, 250 coming off the edge. He's throwing them around like rag dolls. I think he played a very solid right tackle out there. He did. Today. And he was moving bodies in the run game. I know it's against the number twos, and we can't emphasize that enough. But, you know, he held his own. It looks like he's going to be the starting right tackle going into the year, which is really, you know, if he's if he's healthy, that right side, the run blocking ability between him and ABT. Tucker, yep. we may not have to have. Oh, and it's funny, the Giants broadcast completely botched Vera Tucker's. Veracruz, yeah, Elijah yeah. Veracruz. They were terrible. That was that was a horrendous broadcast. Preseason broadcasts in general suck, but the fact that it was also a Giants broadcast was kind of just annoying. But yeah, um, Makai looks like Makai. He's always been a pancake run blocker and he still has that ability clearly he seems to have you know if not full 
trust in his knee. He's got a lot of trust in his knee. And I think the rehab and the training, uh, the trainers at one jets drive, uh, really, really did a great job with him. I think on Thursday he had an off day and there was some things on Twitter, on social media saying, Oh my God, he's not practicing. Is he hurt? It's like, no, he was, he was given a rest day. The trainers are working with him. It's fine. So I, they, they, they brought him back. I think correctly. Um, he seems very strong on that right side. And, you know, just in general, losing that much weight is just going to be better on your joints, whether you're a football right. player or you're not a football player. He's trying to get paid after this season. I think that's another motivating yeah. factor. It's no longer the rookie deal. He doesn't have a fifth-year option. We might be. I know it's a different position, but and I hope to, to God, my lips to God's ears that we are in that Daniel Jones scenario next year with him where we look like fools declining that fifth-year option and have to franchise tag him or extend him. The only good thing about That's a good thing. I mean, it will be annoyed about it, but it will be a good thing because you actually right. have a, a, a building block on the line. Another right. one. And Corey Davis retiring frees up that money. You know, this is this is something that a lot of Jeff fans, you know, I want to stress to. They're always like, oh, well, Brownlee's showing out. There's a reason why he didn't get any snaps with the ones today. Because, you know, he he's an undrafted free agent. And Corey Davis retiring this late into, you know, the offseason, I really think, and talking to Paul Riley and some of the other people we know that are around the league, the Jets most likely would have been interested in bringing in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Or maybe they go to match what Odell got. With the Ravens, people forget that that the Jets were willing to offer a significant amount of money to mm-hmm. Odell Beckham. He got a few million dollars more from the Ravens, and he gave the opportunity to the Jets to match. If the Jets would, were to know that they would have another $10.5 million coming off the cap, I think without a doubt Odell Beckham would have been a New York Jet right now. So I didn't even think before, about that. I, I didn't even realize that. He really screwed yeah. us with the timing of this. He really Listen, did. I don't know if he's go I don't know what he's going through personally. I you know, I pray that he is, you know, at a peace of mind and whatever he's he's dealing with. Maybe he just lo- lost the love for the game because reports that are coming out now from Rich Samini supposedly that he was talking to players in the locker room as camp was starting. So you're talking well over a month ago that he was contemplating retirement at the time. And listen, and the NFL is ruthless. You can cut players at any second and they don't have a job and that's it. So I understand the ball was in his court. It's just a little sucky that the timing didn't work out. If he would have made this decision prior to coming into camp when free agency was open, when Odell was looking for a team, there's no doubt in my mind he'd be a New York Jet. And adding a guy like that, of that caliber, stops defenses from now rolling coverage to Garrett Wilson because we all seen what he did today. The guy is magical. And you're going to see defenses starting to roll coverage there. And we're going to have to rely on a guy like Lazard to win those one-on-one coverage. Nicole Harvin to win that one-on-one coverage. Conklin to win that one-on-one coverage. And a player that has been standing out from what I'm hearing in camp, and we saw in today's preseason game, Jeremy Ruckert looked pretty damn good. He threw a step yep. to the ground pretty damn easily today. So He was practicing with the ones. I, I was at camp on Wednesday, and he was practicing with the ones, and I tweeted it out because I was so pumped. He is looking fantastic. And the fact that he's a Long Island guy just is just icing, you know, it's just the cherry on top, yeah. to, to be honest with you. Um, are you worried that Dwayne Brown 
his first action is going to be week one. I am, but then when I really think about it, the guy's been in the league since I was, like, born. So, I mean, (laughs) it's like Aaron Rodgers almost, how I think about it. Did Aaron Rodgers need to play today to prove to people that he could play? I mean, he's going to be able he's practiced this week. He's Mm going to practice all next week. And then the game's not till Monday. Think how far away that is. So he's going to get a solid two and a half, three weeks of practice. And they probably want to bring him back at our own pace, almost like Makai Beckton. I thought Makai, you know, and I'm glad I was wrong. I thought he was going to struggle moving to the right side. He hasn't played that since, what, his sophomore year of college? Hmm. So you're talking years and years ago. And he seems to make a seamless transition. Dwayne Brown is like us driving a car. It comes naturally playing left tackle to him. So, and a good thing is I'd be worried if he was playing next to a new left guard and with a new center. This offensive line is cohesive going across the board because Makai got hurt so early on that Dwayne Brown played all last year next to next to Tom Winston and next to McGovern. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's why I feel com- more comfortable with him coming back and not having to get live, you know, bullets thrown at him. You know, as long as everybody stays healthy and that's that is asking for a lot on the offensive line, but as long as everyone stays healthy, they should be a very good um, anywhere uh, above average to really good offensive line. Um, But yeah, I I guess you're right. He's going to have a lot of of reps in there Um, because, you know, Billy Turner is just not it. You know, um, I didn't see much from him um, this, you know, today against the Giants. Um, but, uh, he's, he's just, he's just not it. So, uh, defensive side of the ball, there's not much to talk about other than JJ looks fantastic. Like we already, already uh, touched on. Imagine you're a second teamer and he's the guy you're going up against. He just destroyed the double team, forced, forced Taylor out of the pocket and Jermaine Johnson swallowed him up, which was pretty cool to see. Right. And again, again, it is against, it's not against starters. So there's obviously, you know, you need to take that into account, but um, I'm just excited to see them play week one. I think the, uh, the bills are going to have a real rough time against this defense where they already have, you know, last year had a real hard time with them and it's all the same guys coming back minus Quan, you know? So I'm, yeah. um, I'm I'm pumped for it. So um yeah. Uh I think that we go with um six wide receivers. I think like I said, I think Malik and Brownlee make it. Um Bam Knight is gonna get cut, unfortunately. Hopefully he's on the practice squad. Unless and um, Izzy is starting out the league on the year on the pup list. That's the only way Bam Knight. It's possible. It. It's it's possible. Well, I'm, sure I'm happy it's not his knee. I, I just I saw the theory to the Jets though. If he starts out on the pup list, opens up a roster spot, Bam Knight makes the roster, and by week four, nobody's going to be looking for a Bam Knight on their roster most likely. So then you cut him, and then you could put him on the practice squad. Hmm. Um, Zach did not play very well. Um. This game. There's ups and downs. I yeah. Think there was a couple of drops. I mean, that that was a beautiful throw to Nicole Hartman. He's got it. He's got it. There's a beautiful throw to Gibson. He drops it. So, yeah, he, he's, he's not being helped out. But when he was out there with the ones for, I think, like two series or so, um, it was choppy. 
You know, he missed he missed some real layup throws that that you know you know Aaron is going to put right on someone's hands or right yep. right in their chest. So um, Tim Boyle played great, but again, it's against second and third teamer. So you know, it is what it is. He's he's going to end up. Um, He'll get cut. He'll end up on the practice squad probably. And, um, you know, I just hope as the season goes on, we never see Zach Wilson play at all. That's that's all you can hope for. So so we're going to do another one of these um, in about a week, I think. You know, as we gear up to get into the season, we're going to get some new uh, guests in here to talk about what their expectations are. Um, if you guys like this content, if you want, if you're a diehard Jets fan and, and you want more from us, please give us a, give us a subscribe. It really helps, uh, Ray and I put this channel together. So Ray, any last words before we go? Yeah. Screw Madden for giving Elijah Vera Tucker a 79 overall rating. What the hell is that? Going <laughs> 79. I got, I got, Madden. I got something for you and this is not exactly Jets related. Um, on HBO. I watched BS High. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So do you remember a few years ago, uh, Bishop Sycamore High School? You have any idea what I'm talking about? There was a, okay. So there was basically a fake high school in um, Ohio that the, the kids, like they didn't go to class and all they did was play football. And some of them were actually college students playing football. And it was, it was, it was a, it was a money scheme. It was a money scheme. And HBO just did a special on them, uh, a, a docuseries. I can't believe you didn't hear about this. Anyway, it's on HBO. It's on HBO. Their practices consisted of them playing Madden. And I'm not kidding. Like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill says he doesn't even scout the opposing cornerback. He actually goes on Madden and looks at like their right. know, their ratings, their man coverage, the, their zone coverage, their press coverage. The um the head coach, or the only person that was actually like employed by the school, um his name was Roy Roy Johnson. And he was actually I forget what it was, but he was actually like an equipment manager for the Jets. Back in '97 and '98, when Parcells was running the team, so you end the, the the series starts out with a bunch of Jets highlights of Parcells and Bill Belichick <laughs> as the defensive coordinator. So it it was really interesting. It, the whole thing ended up um, the whole thing. The I'm not I don't want to give it away, but um, they played uh, IMG Academy, which is one of the best top top football schools in the entire country and they got their asses handed to them on national television on ESPN it was like 52 to nothing and then after that there was an investigation and then it all came out it was it was pretty wild you need to check it out so check that out check it out but when you said Madden I went right to that their their practices consisted of them just playing Madden I mean they have this is how bad Madden the Madden people are they have Bryce Hall as a 78, I believe, and Michael oh, Carter the God. second. The potential. He's terrible. Bryce Hall, I can't. Corner, the best slot corner in the NFL who plays on the Jets and Carter Jr. is a 73 overall. <laughs> One of the worst corners in the game. That makes sense. All right. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. So thanks for hanging out with us, guys, and we'll see you in about a week. Go Jets. Go Jets.